o Radio Italiana. Naples and pizza. Two things that go together like a hand and a glove. Plus, a review of the new Sopranos movie. Coming right up on Italian Radio Show. All'occhio piano e nessuno sentirà Il nostro amore lo viviamo io e te Nessuno sa la verità Nel cielo che ci guarda da lassù Insieme a te io resterò Amore mio, sempre così All'occhio piano e vieni più vicino a me Voglio sentire gli occhi tuoi Folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the ABC Italian Radio Show down here from KMET Palm Springs, 1490 AM, 98.1 FM on your dial. My name is Tony Lestella, your host, with a lovely Marcia Camputa from Vincenzi, Italia. Hey, Marcia, how you doing? Hey, Vincenza, Vincenza. No, I'm doing great. Ciao a tutti. Hey, Tony, what are you doing? Looking you know, I'm, I'm looking at this beautiful background you have behind mm. you there, Vincenza, and it's such a lovely city. I mean, you are, literally are sitting right at the foot of the Italian Alps in northern Italy. What a beautiful, beautiful view you must have there. I got to come there. We got a party. Party. You know what I'm saying? You have to, so much to do, and it's beautiful. Like, every region is beautiful, but of course, it's my town. I'm going to say it's more beautiful, Vicenza. Make of sense? course, of course. Well, folks, you are listening to us, as I said, in KMET down here in Palm Springs on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. But in case you're picking us up in other parts of the country, we have many affiliate stations all over the USA, so you may be picking us up in Seattle, maybe you're hearing, hearing us in Miami, maybe in Austin. I don't know where you're listening to us, but wherever you're listening, we love all of our listeners. And, of course, if you can't get our show on a station near you, you can always go on the Internet to our website at WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. When you get there at the top of the page, you'll see a link. Click that link. It'll take you right to our broadcast page at KMET. And from there, you can stream the show live every Monday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Or if you can't catch us at that time, the show goes into our archives as soon as we're done. And it's available on our podcast right there, the same link. You can access our podcast from the KMET show page. And, of course, listen to this week's show or any of our other shows from the past seven years, make sure you share all this with your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, all over the country, all over the world, because we want our listeners to be able to get to us wherever you may be at. Isn't that right, Marcia? That's right. How you say it. Love it. You're so professional. You well, thank more. you so much. You know, I mean, what can I say? You know, maybe they'll pay me more. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sure can't pay me less. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get right into like our, our, our start of every show starts with Italian and Italian American news stories. And, you know, quite frankly, Marcia, as we've discussed in the past, uh, when you're talking about Italian or Italian American news, Frequently, the facts are stranger than the fiction. 
So, right. you know, uh, right now in the media, of course, is this new Sopranos movie that's come out. Right. It's been pumped up all over the country, but I'm assuming maybe even all over the world. And interestingly, there's some real-life mafia stuff going on back in New York, New Jersey right now that's almost like a duplicate of the real-life Sopranos. Huh. To begin with, I'm just going to give you the, the headline. The headline. This was in the Wall Street Journal this morning, okay? okay. It says, lousy management, knucklehead hires, uh, and um, bumbling suburban-bred mobster, m- mobsters um, plague the operations of the real-life Sopranos, Okay. So now apparently what they're saying here, it's no longer, you know, the, the kiss of death for the mafia that they're going to get knocked off by, you know, someone from one of the other families, that they're going to have gang wars, or you're going to have snitches to the feds. What's really plaguing the real-life mafia this in these modern times is they have lousy management. They have knuckleheads that are running their mid-management stuff. You have the big boss, but then you have, like, the the the, the, the underbosses. And apparently, from what this article says, all these underbosses are morons. They do knucklehead things. They come up with bubbling schemes. And it's like it's, you know, and, and interestingly, I, I happen to know something about this because I have a friend. Ooh. We won't name any names, but we have a friend um, who actually has been on the show before, incognito, incognito, um, who is who, 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 who is a perfect example of this, a guy who came up with one scheme after another back there, and the schemes are so terrible, they were so bubbling, that eventually the, the mob was too embarrassed even to whack this guy because they didn't want the bad publicity. So what they did is they basically kicked him out. They kicked him out of the East Coast. They they made him go to another part of the country, you know, where he's, like, now living in this little suburban Wait, area. Wait, they make it disappear? They just make they, it no, go away? Because if they made him disappear, the then it would come back to them that they'd whack this guy. Then, then, then there'd be an investigation. You know, all the stupid things he had done. There was a real embarrassment for the mob, right? Oh, and boy. so instead of whacking him, they basically, you, you, you know how you could be a made guy? Mm-hmm. You know, they unmade him. They unmade him. They kicked unmade. him out. And they they sent him to some little suburbia area in the middle of nowhere, you know, where he's exiled now. He has to live out the rest of his days. And even out there, he's trying to do different schemes, but he's he's pretty much harmless because, you know, pretty much everything he touches is idiotic, you know. No, so, he's um, nature, I guess. So it's not in his I book. have no idea. But, <laughs> you know, the, the point is, is that uh, what's really plaguing the uh you know the mafia these days is this just these inept these inept criminals okay now right. yeah you have some major guys like the feds just uh busted andrew mush russo in a major racketeering case this came out uh a couple of weeks ago in the new york post and it goes on to talk about you know the the uh the 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 entire family back there in the new york new jersey area including the boss andrew mush russo uh was um they were arrested they're being uh, in in indicted uh for different crimes you know labor racketeering extortion money laundering and so on and so forth the underboss benjamin the claw castellazzo 
But you got to understand that this, this is another guy who's been arrested. He's called the claw because I guess he, 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 he had that name because he, he robbed everybody, you know, with the claw, okay. right? Okay. Um, but, but these guys now who are getting arrested, these are the main bosses. These guys like one guy's really? 87, Russo's 87, uh, Castellazzo, the claw's 83. I mean, um, so the old guys, you know, just can't seem to get the the younger guys are idiots. They try to get younger right. guys in to take over the business. They're having a heck of a time because uh, none of these younger generations so, and mobsters, uh, you know, they cannot pass to the generation because they want to go retire. These poor old people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly. They want to retire, but you know what's happening is the younger people are are, are idiots. You know, they, you know. Which I guess that's good if you look at the fact that you know you you want to get rid of the mob anyway. But still, uh, in terms of it being similar to The Sopranos, there's a lot of par- parallels there. For those of you who have watched the series of The Sopranos, and uh, you know the, the the plague always, of course, of Tony Soprano was trying to get competent people to work under him. To take care of stuff where they weren't too heavy-handed, but they got the job done, right? Now, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we want to do this week is to review the new Sopranos movie, The Many Saints of Newark, which uh, just came out this last week. In fact, we went to a sneak preview of it. Uh, I know, Marcia, you couldn't attend, but I went there with some of my friends from Festi Italiano and some other Italian uh, people here in the area. Um, and so, you know, this movie was supposed to be the prequel. Okay, this, right. this movie was allegedly supposed to take you back to when Tony Soprano was a kid to give you kind of like the history of the Sopranos family and how he then, you know, uh, becomes involved with them, comes up the ranks and then eventually becomes the head of the crime family there in the t- TV right. series in Newark where that, you know, the TV series starts, of course, with him already uh, being the head of the family there. Okay. So I have to tell you, and, you know, uh, I, I, I'm a huge, I mean, I'm a huge Sopranos fan, okay? I even, uh, back in the day, uh, did some work uh, for the Sopranos um, television show around 2002, 2003. It was some music and stuff that we produced for them. So I've always been a huge fan of the series. I watched every episode, been involved with it heavily. And I have to tell you, I was so disappointed in this movie, you have no idea. Oh, that's not good. It was all hype. It was all hype. It did not live up to anything that it promised, huh. okay? Um, I mean, remember, the whole idea of this was to, you know, uh, yes, it, it, it gave you a little bit of the backgrounds of the Sopranos family during mm-hmm. the period when Tony Soprano was a kid, but it really didn't focus much on him at all uh, or how he really got into it. I mean, the film basically... The whole thing with it, most of it being while he was a teenager, with him it was with him wanting to be a professional football player. Okay, it focused. Oh. I know on there was some um, uh, related stories to his family members, like his uncle, his father, mostly his uncle, uh, who you know. Uh, and this wasn't uh, the the uh, the uncle that's in the the TV series. Um, this was a different uncle who winds up, you know, um, having some other issues. But the whole point is. Um, there was no, it was not cohesive at all in regards to keeping the story focused on the life of Tony Soprano. I mean, it, it, it like, 
leaves you there with him a teenager, so you don't know what happens. There's that time between the time he's about 15, 16 to the time he's 40 that doesn't tell you anything at all how he gets involved with it, nothing. I would tell you, they, they used a lot of Tarantino type of violence in the film. And I mean, I know Tarantino uses this stuff and he kind of with the story. But they use this Tarantino type of violence to basically distract you from a bad story and script. So I'd have to tell you, if I was to rate this movie on five stars with five being the, the best, I give this movie a one, maybe wow. a two at best. I was very yeah. disappointed in it. You know, now, of course, it's opened up to do another sequel because they got now tied in between the time uh, Tony was a teenager, the time he's 40, takes over the mob. That's probably what's going to happen next. But let's hope the next time they do it, they, they get it right. Because it did not at all come close to paying, you know, tribute to the, to the TV series. I'm sure a lot of people did some complaint. And you see this, if they do a second one, they will make sure to make. Yeah, and, it's, and I tell you, it's, it's, it's surprising because David Chase produced this movie. He produced the TV series, but he just missed mm-hmm. it. Well, folks, that's your Italian news segment uh, for the week. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors with one of my favorite parts of the show, our food and drink segment featuring Marco Noco from Tutabella. Don't go away. The way you wear your hat, the way you sip your tea. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka, flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. 
Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs. Part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. All right, folks. And now for my favorite segment of the show. Being Italian-American, I love to eat. I love to drink. This great food segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. Tito's does so much for charities around the country. Next time you have a special event, make sure you include Tito's. I got one of my favorite guys here, the main chef, the head chef, the master chef, the main pizza guy from Tutta Bella Pizza up in the Northwest, Marco Noco, welcome to the show, Marco. I know we got Jew Figueroa here, who is also the owner of uh, uh, Tuta Bella. And you guys do so much for the Italian community up in the Northwest. But more importantly, uh, to me anyway, since this is our food segment, is the fact that you have amazing pizza. And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. But I want you to tell us, first of all, because this is a constant debate that Marcy and I have. You know, I'm from New York. I'm used to New York-style pizza, but I also love Neapolitan pizza. What makes this pizza in Naples so good? I mean, UNESCO even says they recognize it as a worldwide natural culture for Naples. What makes it so good? Hey, Tony, thank you very much, first of all, to having here on the show. It is uh, great to, to be here and talk about food. Now, Neapolitan style pizza, it's uh, probably uh, the best pizza you can find around. I know that you're from New York. You like that. And yeah, yeah. We can go, we can go on and on and on and discuss about who can be the best. Yeah. Now, well, it's close. Is, I, like oh, yeah. I like both. I like both. So th- there is only a, a, a couple ingredients that go into uh, this very unique pizza. It is, we got water, we got flour, we got salt, we got Easter. And there is one that Joe always say all the time, it's love. Love. Absolutely. Love. The main la, ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> l'amore. L'amore per la pizza. And when I you do it. everything with that, with passion, and then you give it time that you take care of the food, the food in the end is going to take care of you. It is a, I mean, we, we have a, 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 such a great tradition, more than 200 years with this beautiful recipe. That everybody tried to trick it. Everybody tried to. Uh, I know it's it's amazing. It's a simple recipe, but a lot of places don't get it right. So, what do you do that makes it different? What? How do you get it right? I know there love is, is part there, of it. There, 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 there is a uh, beside love that goes into it. There is like a, a very specific recipe that we follow and we treat it. We don't rush it. We have like a systematic. Uh, uh, way of doing it. If it's something on the way, Tony, does not work out. Oh, I overworked my dough three extra minutes. We start over. We yeah, don't say, yeah. oh, this is going to do it. Because at the end, you, you're going to have, uh, a, th- that's where heart meets science. It's like yes. almost making wine. Okay. So you, you have the precise temperature of the water. You have a not, the, the exact amount of yeast has to be fresh. Oh, this, uh, it's a little dry on the end. You gotta toss them. You gotta start with fresh. You cannot take any compromise, uh, when it goes down to the quality. That's what it makes, uh, the Tutabella, uh, Neapolitan pizza so special because we really stay on those standards. The oven has to be at that temperature. If not, we don't, we don't cook it. Sometimes it goes a little bit too hot because we only use wood fire oven. So right, right. It, it takes a lot. Uh, Take a lot of a uh, uh, master oven to, to 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 keep that temperature in check, 
So if it goes too hot and then you put it in now, boom, you're 50 seconds in, the pip is done. Yeah, you got to wait yeah. 60, 90 seconds. So for now, you're not going to have the right thing. Now, 50 seconds comes out, you look at it, it goes, oh, should I serve it to my mom? No, that's garbage. That's how, <laughs> that's how, that's how we do it. You yeah, know, yeah. No, I understand. It's kind of like when we talk about yeah. Italian recipes in general, you, first of all, you got to know how it's supposed to come out, how it's supposed to taste to begin with. And I think that's a big problem across America when you got a lot of people who just don't know what it's supposed to be. Okay. And secondly, because it's kind of like art, there's no exact science. You have to vary it a little bit each day, depending upon how your yeast is, how your dough is. All right, Marco, we appreciate your being part of the food segment, and we're going to be back here in a little bit. We're going to talk some more about Gutabella, but now we're going to get into our Italian phrases. So, Marco, you're going to help, you're going to help Marzia now a little bit because, uh, you know, she speaks really great Italian, but she has a little trouble with the Neapolitan dialect. So we're going to have some fun today since <laughs> this is a whole show about Naples. Uh, um, so what's our first Italian phrase of the day? But give it to us first in Neapolitan, and then we'll let uh, we'll let Marco no. correct you if he needs to. Be. I gotta put the passion from Neapolitan right, people. All right, all right. Con lo stomaco chino o core contento? Did she get that right? Sì, sì, absolutely. Perfect. Okay, so now how would you say that in Italian? You would say proper Italian. Con lo Go, go, Marco, go. Con lo stomaco pieno, il corpo è contento. Okay, when your stomach is full, your heart is happy. Let me yes. tell you what, when I eat tuna bella pizza, that's how I feel. Oh, there you <laughs> go. All right? All right, let's do the second one. Okay. Vorrei mangiare la pizza con pomodoro a goppa e niente più. Mamma mia, that really is the apologist. This How is you on that? Was your dialect good? Absolutely perfect. You look for Naples, absolutely. Okay, All right, so now let's do it in Italian. <laughs> e con la pizza, solo il pomodoro e nient'altro. Very is, good. I would like to eat the pizza with a tomato sauce and nothing else. And, you know, I got to tell you, when you have the pure pizza, then you really know. When you put all no, the stuff on top, you can disguise it, but, the you know, the basic well, pizza, you know. As explained, the history of Napoli, the real pizza, it was pizza and pomodoro only That's sauce. right. That's absolutely. Pizza. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's do the next one here, uh, Marzia. First, the Napolitano. Okay. Buono, buono. La terza volta, buono si fesso. All right. How did she do? Okay, okay, okay. I've got a little. Buono, buono, buono si fesso. Si fesso. Uh, right. uh, not right. Si fesso. <laughs> which no, is, bu- which, bu- which, bu- Buono, buono, è, 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 è tutto buono, non essere stupido. No, 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 how do yami, you say yami, yami. What? Yami, yami, yami. They just say yami, yami, yami. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Okay, I love a little it. tidbit. That's all. That was good sentence, okay. you see? <laughs> Time okay. for one last one. Okay, this I need help because I really cannot say it right, but okay. I'll work on it, okay? Ta già fa capo e con cipolle. So how did she do there? Ta già fa capo. 
cipolle. Cipolle, e cipolle sono le cipolle. Oh, ne sono cipolle. Adesso ho perso Marzia. Caccia fa parzo cipolle. It's like fry your head with onions. This true? Sì, fa cap. Sì, fa la testa con le cipolle. Sì, Marzia, scusami. Mi sono perso un attimo. Say for one more time, Marco, nice and clearly. Yeah. Ti fai la testa con le cipolle. Which is, I'm going to fry your head with onions. I think that's what happens when somebody overcooks the pizza. That's what we say, right? Take their head right into that. Yeah, exactly. All right, folks, there are your Italian phrases of the day. Thank you very much, Marco, Joe, and Marzia. Well, Marzia, since we are talking about Naples and all the great stuff that has come out of Napoli over the years, let's not forget Enrico Caruso. Enrico Caruso was going to be our artist of the week. Caruso was considered the greatest singer that ever lived, okay? Of any singer, of any genre of music, he was considered the greatest singer that ever lived, certainly in opera. And uh, the interesting thing about that is, uh, you know, his recordings started, I think, uh, at the very early 1900s, like 1902, 1903. There might have even, even be, been some... Uh, around 1898 or 1899. And so the old saying was, did Caruso promote the record player or did the record player promote Caruso? Because, you know, they both kind of came up at the same time uh, and, you know, their popularity was kind of tied together. He was the first artist who massively, he, his recordings were massively distributed all over the world uh, these were back when they had the 78 records. You had to have those wind-up players and the big horn in the front, okay? Um, and so whenever he would appear somewhere uh, in an opera in whatever country, people would flock by the thousands to see him because of the recordings and his popularity there. Of course, of course, a phenomenon that went on later on with you know, other groups like the Beatles and everybody else, right? So while you, the debate can go on and on about Caruso's voice because you can't really get a good idea of his true sound from these old recordings, even though it's been remastered. No one can argue when you listen to the singing and you listen to how he produces the sound and the consistency of his, his of his voice and the breathing and how he sustains stuff. There's just been nobody else in the history of music. When you listen to that, how they sing, that has been able to match that actual technique. It's, it is quite amazing. I would say the only other person, interestingly, that came even close to Caruso's breathing style, believe it or not, was Frank Sinatra, who used to have this very way where he could take secret breaths. Right. So here you go. Uh, from Naples, continuing with our theme of Naples this week, the greatest Certainly tenor, greatest opera singer that ever lived, and arguably the greatest singer that ever lived. Here's our mix of Enrico Caruso favorites. Better. 
lose your mentality. Step up, wake up to reality. But each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lestello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. And we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the West Coast Italian Radio here on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network out of KMET Palm Springs. I'm Tony Listella, your host with the lovely Marcia Caputo, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. And we got two great guests today from Tutabella, which is a just this gem. This pizza gem, this Italian restaurant gem, up in all places, the Pacific Northwest. We have the owner, who is Joe, no, Fugere. I, I know I say Joe Fugere, but I know it's a, that, that you're Perfect. half Italian, half French. Yeah. So how, how do you say your, your last name, Joe? It, that my, my last name is French, Fugere. My Fugere. grandmother. Joe Italian. Fugere. But, of course, I lovingly always refer to you as Joe Fugere. <laughs> and, and Tony, Fugere, right? you're, you're welcome to do that. And Marco Nocco from Monopoly, the head, the head, uh, chef there for the entire uh, restaurant chain. So let's get right into this. Um, Joe, this is an, an amazing thing you got going up there. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. I know you say you're half French, you're half Italian and you know how you, how you grew up and then how you got into the pizza business. Yeah. I like to say that, um, that I was inspired by my grandmother and Google to get into the pizza business because I, uh, I was working in a, a really great job for a really great company and I was going through my midlife crisis and I won't bore you with all those details because we all go through that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I can remember, you know, kind of channeling my grandmother who's from uh, Calabria in, near, near Naples, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother's from there too. Right. And yeah. I think that, I think that Neapolitan pizza just kind of spread from, from Naples into the uh, surrounding regions, you know, yeah, and yeah. The, I think the people of Calabria made basically essentially make Neapolitan pizza. Would you agree? It's Mark? all over Italy. It's all over Italy yeah, because yeah, you can yeah. use Neapolitan pizza or the regular pizza. Right. So 
We right. all love Napolitan because it's thinner kind of type. And, and Tony, again, I think a whole other story we could uh, uh, show, we could talk about how um, the Neapolitans actually inspired the New Yorkers to create New York. Oh, that's good. Well, that's we'll, a whole, we'll, whole topic we'll, that probably we'll do that. About. We'll do that next time. But we can talk about wood fired and coal fired. So, so did you grow up here in the Northwest? Where, where did you grow up? Yeah, I did. I, my my, my um, great grandparents came through Ellis Island, but then worked their way. They heard that there was work on the on the West Coast and ended up in canneries and other things on the West Coast. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. But I grew up here. I'm fourth generation uh, Seattle. My great grandparents, Philomena and uh, Pietro, uh, were the first ones to come here. That's fantastic. Okay, so now let's talk so, about Tutabella. Yeah. How so, did you get um, Tutabella started? Yeah, so I was going to say I was channeling my grandmother, who all the time when we were growing up, she she would talk to us about the pizza that we'd go out to eat, you know, the American yeah, pizza. Yeah. And she'd say to us, you guys have no idea what real pizza is. You've got to have the pizza of my homeland. And, you know, we just never made it back to Italy until um, I op- was getting ready to open my own, my own uh, restaurant. And I Googled, you know, I wanted to open a pizzeria because of, the, of my heritage. Yeah. And I Googled... Um, the, the origin of pizza and it turns out it was naples and like 300 years ago right the, sure the, yeah the moment that tomato first hit bread in italy was, <laughs> was in naples in in a, in a wood fired in a wood fired oven and so i knew that in the back of my head my grandmother always said that and i was intrigued by it but my business mind told me that the most popular foods in america are burgers and pizza and i thought well if i can if i can do pizza and i can honor my grandmother's wishes of opening something from her homeland and i can execute really well my chances of success might be higher because you know restaurants have a high failure rate yeah sure so, yeah uh, i i thought i wanted to do the very best pizza i could in the world and that turns out that that pizza comes from naples and so i i went back to naples i actually started my training in los angeles because the uh, the Varashi Pizza Napolitana Association has right. an office in Los Angeles, who's sure. which is run by a Neapolitan. His name is Pepe Mele, and I went down and trained with him. And I said, Pepe, there's just something missing. I need to feel like I need to be in Italy. So he wrote a because I don't speak Italian. So he wrote a, a letter in Italian, and I went from L.A. Didn't even come back home. I took a, I bought a one way ticket to Naples. <laughs> Seriously. I don't, I was crazy at the time. And, and, um, he wrote a, a letter in Italian that I brought to a, um, a, a famous master pizza maker, uh, Antonio Pace. If you haven't look, heard about him, he's really the person behind Neapolitan pizza certification. Gotcha. And I gotcha. went to his pizzeria, um, right there in the uh, Centro Storico and, um, with this uh, letter in Italian. And he, he let me, he let me learn pizza and I worked there for a few, I actually only worked there for about two weeks and then we couldn't communicate. So he sent me to another pizzeria friend of his, um, that was on the, um, the main drag in, in, um, in, in Naples. And I learned, so I learned in two different pizzerias and I, I live. And up- you know what I love about your story? You know what I love about your story yep. now? I think as I shared with you, I am the CEO of a couple different companies yep. and my, whole way of doing business is hands-on and what's cool about what your story is is that you're a ceo who actually is hands-on you know you've trained you know how to make the pizza so it's not just like you're running the business part of the business but you also know the heart and soul of the business which is making the pizza which i respect greatly and you took the time to really learn that now how did you meet well, Marco? for the first six months tony I, I made every pizza i insisted on making every pizza in the restaurant myself that is fantastic and where, where just before i get into marco where was your first restaurant at 
It's in the Columbia City neighborhood of Seattle, which we affectionately call Garlic Gulch. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Italian immigrants. And you're right there next to the Columbia Theater, if I, if I That's recall. Right. That's right. the first place I ever had your pizza, because years ago, I was doing a show there. And they say, you got to try this pizza next door. So there we are. Now, Marco, you're from Napoli. Okay. You grew up in Napoli. So obviously, you grew up, you know, around great pizza. And then you trained, obviously, to be a chef. Mm-hmm. How did you and... Joe, how do you guys get to know each other? How do, what's that story of how you so, came to come uh, here to Seattle with Tutabella? Yeah, Joe, take this one. I want to say, do you remember? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I do remember. Marco has an amazing chef background, dates even including Ilfernile. And we met at a Starbucks. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll, All right. let, I'll let Marco tell you the story. Tell us, tell us the story, Marco. <laughs> okay, so I... Um, I, I, I come to the United States and I want to just, just to give a little, little uh, couple of uh, <clears throat> background here. Uh, on the 98, I come to the States. I wanted to experiment new things. So here I am trying to uh, learn a different language, learn a different culture. I landed first in Washington, D.C. I worked there for five years and then uh, I moved uh, to the to the West Coast. California was first and then up to the Pacific Northwest, and uh, I started to work with Il Fornaio back in California. Now, when I came up here, I was pretty much, you know, done with that, with that uh, part of my life. I said, I think I want to uh, venture something else. And then there was uh, this pizzeria that was close by where I used to uh, live in Newcastle. It was uh, the Isaqua location. And yeah. then I, 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 we went with the family, and then we had this pizza, and then said, "Wow!" So wow, it's like <laughs> that's that's a pretty good compliment coming from a, a chef from Naples, isn't it? That, 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 wow. that comes like a, a super, and then I start to do all my little research. I get into in touch with the director of operation at that time, and then say, "Okay, we're just gonna meet a." Uh, up here, we did a little phone interview at that time. He was getting married, so off we go. We take a couple of uh, uh, weeks, almost a month break in between, and then I just kept going out. And then I, I show up uh, to the Starbucks. It was up uh, uh, north a little bit, and then uh, I, I see, I, I see this. The, I see Joe walking in, in, into the uh, into the Starbucks, and then uh, I'm asking, "Oh, that's." That's a coincidence. <laughs> right, Nothing in life is a coincidence, <laughs> my friend. I was not supposed to interview him. Our director of operations was, and I decided to just show up. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I, I think that we start to talk about food. We start to talk about culture. And uh, I can tell you that it, it went smooth. At the end of the meeting, <laughs> I hugged Joe. Yeah, no, I hacked sure. it because I say no question. You, you, you just—I mean, this is just not. I, I was coming from a very uh, profit, uh, uh, run your restaurant, run your business with a profit. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's how we do it. That's how America is. That's how you got to do it. And then coming across Joe and he has this vision of uh, of the love and the passion, the culture, and the community. And then I got it is it, it, it felt so good that really I, at the end it wasn't no an handshake. I agree. You no, know, yeah, I agree. He, I, I'm right here, and then I hugged him, and because I, it yeah. was uh, it, well, that's it, a it great, was, that's a great. And I remember no, the we first both time knew that was it. That the was first it. time I met you, Marco, was actually in 
your Bellevue location. You okay. had a, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's still there, but you had a store by Overlake, right? In Bellevue? Yes. yes. Uh, it's on, uh, Crossroads. Crossroads. That's Crossroads. right. Crossroads. Yes. That's where it was. And I remember we met there and that's fantastic. What, that's a great story. Wonderful story. And you know, the interesting thing, like we had said, uh, during the break is UNESCO has obviously recognized the pizza from Naples as, you know, being a, a, a cultural historical symbol of Italy. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like yeah. certified now, but to the Bellas, six, thousand miles away has got also that now certification from from naples you know there that you guys have the authentic pizza that is really something yeah yeah, i don't know many places that have that no and and unesco we all think of unesco we think of the pyramids of egypt we think of the world heritage sites right unesco yeah 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 what people don't know is that unesco also certifies as these certain cultural events and one of them is neapolitan pizza making yeah and we happen to be a member of the um, the Veracci uh, Pizza Napolitana Association, which is the organization that certifies pizzerias. So even though we're 6,000 miles away, we are like, we are so in touch with Naples. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the culture. And, 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 you know, Neapolitan pizza is not just a food. It's a way of life. Right? Yes, yes. Well, you say it's a combination of love, a combination of knowing how it's supposed to be made and making it properly and taking that time to know that, and, you know, obviously those things combined with your support of the community, the community recognizes that and they support your business and it's just fantastic. Now, how many locations do you have right now? You're, you're in and around primarily the Pacific Northwest, right? Marco, do you want to answer that? John, I mean, I feel that I've been doing all the talking here. <laughs> so, so how many locations does Tudabellas have? So we have five brick and mortars. We have two what are called grocerants. They're, they're restaurants inside grocery stores, kind okay. of like Okay. And then, and a food truck, which is an amazing. Oh, um, I love your food truck. You saw the oh my food God. truck, right, Tony? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a shipping container with an Italian wood-fired oven inside the ship. And you have container. the glass front so that people can actually watch People making yeah. the pizza. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It really and is a, Burkle, a And a Burkle slicer for the pizza. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I know, say, right? Marcia. No, who well, else does that on a food truck? Best Italian, I think you saw four people hanging there by the glass or five because it was not an extra person and keep ordering slides. We were like a stalker. It was my family. <laughs> All right. So now I we've like got about money. 60 seconds to okay. wrap this and then, up. And then and we're, I, in, we're in 50 grocery stores with our take, our grab and go. Pizza that's pizza. fantastic. So tell us in the, in the last minute here, what's next for Tuta Bell? I mean, you guys really are doing fantastic. What comes next? What's what's your your future plans? I think it's a combination of continuing to expand our brick and mortars just slowly. One, and we're not, we're not out to build an empire. We're just out to like build something fun and continue to kind of nourish people's lives and take care of our communities and our neighbors and our employees. So yeah, we'll grow yeah. that slowly. You know, we'll do one or two more of those um, in, in new markets. And then we'll continue to grow what we call our CPG, our consumer product goods line. We have uh, bottled to, um, p- uh, pasta sauces, uh, marinara and bolognese. We have canned tomatoes. We have grab-and-go salads, grab-and-go pizzas. And we just signed a lease on a 15,000-square-foot production facility in Soho. Wow. 
And you know, Tony, a lot of people are leaving, they're, they're taking their businesses and they're leaving Seattle because of, you know, all the political issues. We're yeah, doubling yeah. down. We're going to hire, we're going to hire 175 people just in that one facility. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Well, I want to thank you both. Joe, I'm going to say Fugere, but no Fugere, okay? I love Joe, it. Bring it on. Marco Sorry. Noco for being guests here on the Italian radio show. We're definitely going to have to have you guys back when we do our next Thanks. debate between New York and Neapolitan Pizza. It'll be a lot of fun, Absolutely. okay? Folks, you're listening to the ABC Italian radio show. We're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Let's forget about tomorrow Let's forget about tomorrow Let's forget about tomorrow For tomorrow never comes Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com folks 
we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Our song of the week, O Sole Mio, better known as the other Italian national anthem, as originally made popular a hundred years ago by Enrico Caruso. Our version of it featuring Tony Lastella tenor and Vinny Frioli on guitar. Margie, it's time for us to do our event calendar, the great events that are taking place in various uh, locations up and down the western, uh, well, the west coast and also throughout the western United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Folks, if you have any events that you would like to send to us, please go to our website. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. And send us your event there at our uh, email that's listed there, and we will be happy to review it for the possible inclusion here in our event calendar. We will be adding an event calendar on our website, by the way. They'll have all of the events there, uh, the big ones and the little ones. Of course, here on the radio show, due to the amount of events we get, we can only really list some of the larger ones going on throughout the western USA. And we're going to pretty much just do the ones that are coming up the next 30 days. Once in a while, we may uh, do a a save the date if it's a big one coming up that's out beyond that. But we're going to focus on just the ones that are coming up so that everybody can make sure that they can attend these if they are in or near your area. So our first one here, Andre Bocelli. Andre Bocelli is coming to the Western United States, folks. Now, I know he will be on Sunday, October 24th, at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. But he's also going to be in all other cities across the western USA. He's going to be in Texas. He's going to be in Oregon. He's going to be in the state of Washington. Go to Ticketmaster. Check in your area for the dates and locations. Get tickets. This guy is the greatest Italian artist singing today. Love Andre Bocelli. And we you got to get him on the show. we got to get him on the show. Okay. I know, you know, if anybody out there knows how to get him on the show, we've been trying to get him on the show. We've had all these other great people on the show, but I want Andre Bocelli. I mean, you know, the best singer, best Italian singer around. Okay. So, um, there you have it, folks. Now, remember, you can listen to our show here live as you're doing right now every, every Monday, uh, at four o'clock Pacific time. Uh, if you're down here in Palm Springs, you listen to us on KMET. Uh, or you can listen to us on one of our affiliate stations around the country. Uh, you can also stream the show. Go to our website, WCIR.biz, West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. You can stream us live every Monday, uh, 4 o'clock Pacific time. Or 
You can listen to this show with all of our other shows from the last seven years in archives. As soon as we're done with this show, it goes up into our archives. It's there forever, forever and ever. Share with all your friends. Share with all your family. Listen to all of our other great shows. We have many celebrity guests that we've interviewed over the years. We love all of our listeners, wherever you are. And please, please tell your friends. And remember now, we have our After Hours show for 18 years old and over, okay? On account of we get a little bit racy with what we talk about, okay? We have the same topics, but we're much more um, graphic, because we're Italian, and, you know, this is how we are. We're much more graphic with how we feel about things, how we describe things. But it's a lot of fun. We don't offend anybody, but nothing is sacred. Have a great deal of fun there. Go to our website, WCIR.biz. It's only 12 bucks. You can sign up for the whole year. You get a new episode every week. And you get to actually see us because it's a televised show. So, you, you know, you can listen to the show if you want an audio-only version. Or you can see us. And you don't want to see me, I'm an old guy, but you want to see the beautiful Marcia Caputo here, you know? I mean, come on, you know? This is what we got around the show. She's our eye candy for Italian radio here in this country. So there you have it. Um, folks, you're listening to us, of course. KMET down here in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, the ABC Italian Radio Show uh, with West Coast Italian Radio. Marcia, it's been a great show. It's always wonderful to do this with you. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And everybody will be back next week with a brand new show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Ciao a tutti. While rain is falling, I cry with you. Ciao!